Mood follows movement, and a 10-minute walk around the block or even around the kitchen if you can't get outside can reset your focus and your energy for the next couple of hours. Win Monday Nation, what is going on? Today, I could not be more fired up to introduce you to Amy Eddy. She is a senior vice president with Big Speak, which for those that may not be in the speaking community, Big Speak is one of the biggest players in the space, literally connecting talent and thought leaders to events and just creating these transformational experiences. So that's on the business side, how I got introduced to Amy. But I'll tell you what I fell even more in love with was who she is as a person. And we share many things in common. For one, we'll begin to unpack the power of an experience like a retreat. In my case, a lot of you know my background at the 49ers had a life-changing retreat, finding my why, so a lot of self-discovery. I'm going to let her unpack a very special retreat experience. But if there's also another thing that I know about Amy, it is she loves three things, beach, family, and beer. So if you don't know Amy, you're probably more interested in one of those three. So let me start there. Amy, for one, Welcome to the Win Monday podcast. Thank you for having me. So excited to be here. Yeah, we are super fired up. All right, beer. Let's talk beer. This is the most important question of the podcast. So we're just going to bat lead off with it. Do you have a favorite beer? What is your go-to? Go-to is Stella. You're kidding me. No. Is that a problem? No, no. Like, okay, for one, me too. I'm a total Stella guy. Fun fact, Amy, we have not chatted about this, actually. My going away gift when I took this whole Jerry Maguire leap from the sports industry, and so my whole crew at the Niners, they gave me a custom gift set of, it felt like a billion Stella glasses with custom engraving. So I basically, yeah, whenever you next come over or whatever, (laughs) and we have a couple's hangout, yeah, you may be drinking out of a custom 49ers Stella glass. I feel like we're going to be best friends. Niners, Stella, (laughs) we have all the things in common. All the important things. (laughs) All the important things. All right. So retreat, you and I, we were talking about a potential speaking engagement and it turned out to be a really cool experience. But in that, I believe I had caught you just after you had come back home to Santa Barbara and you said, Paul, I had this amazing retreat experience. So unpack that for us. Sure. Two speakers who I've worked with for a lot of years, Kevin and Jackie Freiberg, started doing this, I think, during COVID, having small retreats in their home with just a few couples. And I book speakers for conferences for a living. So I know about conferences and I know a lot of people say, you know, one keynote can change your life. And I always, the cynic in me always thinks, yeah, but can it really? (laughs) But going away, getting out of our normal routine, getting away from the kids and the job, being in a beautiful setting and talking about the typical stuff that you need to talk about to have a healthy marriage from your finances to intimacy and communication and goals that you have for your future together But then also having a big emphasis on playing together was Mm. totally new to me. And it's definitely not something that I see a lot in the corporate environment. And that was, I think, what made so much of the heavy content stick because 
We had intense, uncomfortable conversations, and then we would go do something fun together. And I don't know about you, but I've been married for a while now, and we're, you know, in the grind with work and soccer schedules and just getting through the week is a feat. So to have several days away from that grind and working on the relationship and then just working on the fun together was totally new. It was a very unique experience for both of us. And we came away with like six new best friends and six months worth of homework to do together. We've got a guide, a conversation guide. You know, we're supposed to do it once a week and we're a little behind on our uh, homework here, but it was just so useful to have adult conversations that weren't interrupted about us, right? Because if we're good, then everything else is a little bit easier. You know, work can be super stressful. Kids can be super stressful. Our health can be a scary, stressful thing to go through when it's not good. But I feel like if you've got a core relationship, whether it's your spouse or significant other or best friend or parent, whoever it is, when that core relationship is strong, everything else is better. I think we can make better decisions faster when we've Mm. got that core solid. Mm. That relates on so many levels. And especially, let's not go straight into the blue skies. Let's talk about the hard stuff. And you talked Mm. about how much of a grind the typical week is. Frankly, it's why when Monday started, this is, Mm. I almost consider it Monday momentum. I believe Monday is the tone setter for the week. And if you win Monday, then you win Tuesday and Wednesday and so on. And then guess what? Just because you had a winning week, it always resets. It almost feels like, my gosh, I had this amazing weekend. I had this amazing weekend. And then Monday hits and I look at my inbox and all of a sudden I I don't always feel like I'm winning. And I'm like, really? After 48 magical hours? So I I get the grind. Let me ask you from this retreat, which sounds super epic, what are one or two things that you've been able to tactically inject or insert, whether it's into your daily routine or your weekly routine? Like what is different now from a tactical perspective that you're doing because of having this retreat experience? Mm -hmm. Prioritizing joy and prioritizing play. Mm. And we, it's not every week and it's not even every month, but being on that trip and seeing my husband have so much fun driving a UTV up into the mountains and hitting the gas and going through the streams and soaking everybody with mud and water, I realized like, I don't do anything that's just play in my regular life. You know, I work out because it's good for me. And I go catch up with a girlfriend because it's good for me. And I spend time with my kids. Well, that's really good for us, right? And them. But like, what do I do that's just play? Nothing. Mm. And so that trip really made me realize that we have to prioritize play. And it's not practical it costs time and money and energy, all things that we don't have in endless supply of. But I came home realizing we've got to figure out a way to have to be in, more intentional about our adult play. The kids are playing all the time. You know, they play on the playground <laughs> yeah. yeah. and they're playing after school. And and we we're great at prioritizing play for them, but not for ourselves. So that was the big takeaway for me. In addition to just realizing and re reminding ourselves that we've got to get regular time out to, you know, have these more meaningful conversations and not just talk about what needs to happen this week and who's getting the birthday present. And, you know, we're splitting up and taking the kids here and there, but Hey, how are you? 
how's work been treating you lately? Like what's something you're proud of right now? Something that's worrying you right now, you know, to have those deeper conversations, Mm. we have to do that. And it doesn't even have to be every week, but it has to be regular. To win Monday and beyond, we all know that confidence is the ante to play. And I want to help. So if you haven't already, head over to my website and take your very own confidence quiz where you'll walk away knowing your confidence score one to 100. You'll also get my 12 keys to build and sustain unshakable confidence. Your quiz is waiting at paulepsteinspeaks.com. May Navbar hit confidence quiz. Again, that's paulepsteinspeaks.com and you'll find your very own confidence quiz right there in the main nav bar. With that, let's get back to the show. Hmm. Prioritizing joy and prioritizing play. You just talked a lot about play. And if I'm being honest, I I think looking in the mirror, that's something that Myra and I could definitely work on a lot ourselves. And I hear a lot about this power of intention coming from you. So if I'm listening into this, whether I'm in a relationship and I'm in the Win Monday Nation and, hey, I've got a spouse, I've got a significant other, regardless of whether it's all the way to we've been married for 20 years to I just started dating somebody new two weeks ago, in which case maybe you're playing a whole lot more right. at that stage. Or, <laughs> or maybe you're single and you're listening into this and we have to zoom out and say it doesn't have to be a couple. It can be your best friend. It can be whomever. But I guess where I want to go with this is how do you choose what type of play to have? Like, I'm asking this selfishly as like, hey, for me and Myra to have this conversation, like, how do we choose our play? I know what play is. Like, is it just what brings fun into our life? Or like, how do you go about intentionally choosing what type of play? Yeah, that's a great question. I don't know if I have the right answer, but I would say whatever fills your cup that isn't, you know, this is financially practical and this is exercise. And, you know, I think as soon as we start thinking, oh, good, this is going to check three or four boxes. So I should do it. Mm. But it's not play. Yeah. Play is like it's one box. You know, was that fun? Did I come home from that experience or that person, you know, time with that person or activity filled up? Mm-hmm. And again, it's not, I'm doing it because it's practical or because it, it will be good for me. It's, it's good for you because it was fun, right? Mm. Yeah. Well, what I hear too is, I mean, they're all connected, right? If you have more play and you have fun, then you should have a more joyful life. So if you say prioritize joy and prioritize play, they're kind of inextricably linked if we can kind of roadmap it. But yeah, no, okay. That's super, super helpful as far as prioritizing play. Let's take a slight turn make it inclusive for all of Win Monday Nation. Because again, maybe we are in a relationship and we have a partner, or maybe we don't. Mm -hmm. But we all have friends and we all choose better decisions faster who we spend time with or don't. And we probably have some good stories and some harder stories. So whether it's as a result of the retreat or maybe just some recent moment, memory, or experience, Have you seen any of these lessons or insights on how you can surround yourself with the right people bleed into more of your personal life? Aside from your husband, has this injected anything into your friendships or beyond anywhere in that space? Well, yeah, you're making some things bubble up for me, but not so much related to the joy and the play, but very much related to where I'm going to choose to spend my time and my energy. I've actually had 
two friends recently who I respect and look up to and want to be more like in my own life approached me with some really difficult, constructive criticism. And it was constructive, Mm -hmm. but it was so humbling, you know, embarrassing, uncomfortable. You know, it was one of those, both of them were the moments where I just wanted to like crawl in a hole, you know, and disappear. But after that initial, you know, shock and discomfort, I realized, okay, these are the friendships. As much as I want to, you know, sell the house and move to the East Coast, these are the relationships that I need to be investing in because these are people willing to spend the time and the uncomfortable energy to make Mm. this relationship better. And then I started to feel sad thinking about, oh my gosh, how many people in my life had constructive criticism for me, but can't or weren't able to give it? And how many relationships fizzled because I did something, you know, hurtful and I never even knew that I did it. Mm. I think we should seek out the people that we want to be more like, which is why I'm doing my I Flourish conference in January, my second one. These are all women speaking who I want to be more like. And the people who are willing to do that uncomfortable work. It's funny because in the workplace, we expect it, right? We expect to get constructive criticism and get you know, low marks in areas where we're not performing well so that we'll know we need to focus on those areas and get better. But in our personal lives, especially as adults, I feel like we don't talk about it very much and we definitely don't learn how to have these skills where you can make a relationship stronger by going through difficult seasons. It's just easier to not be friends anymore, you know, to just stop spending time and ghosting each other than it is to say, hey, Paul, I do want to maintain this friendship, but we need to work through something because this happened and, you know, this is going to get bumpy for a little while. But if we're both invested in a long-term relationship, we're so much better on the other side. Mm. Just like a, you know, a significant other, you, you have to be willing to, to do the work, to go through the valley, to get to the next peak. And in our friendships, it's just so easy not to do it. And we're busy, you know, we've got all kinds of excuses to just not invest. And I think it's a shame. And I, and I think relationships, just like jobs, you know, we go through seasons, you know, we have a season where this was your time with the Niners and then that season ended, you know, and it yep. was, I'm sure, so bittersweet. I think friendships can go through that where that season just ended and that's okay. But sometimes they end prematurely or they end in a very sour way that they didn't need to because we're not willing to have those difficult conversations. Mm. Yeah, I'm actually going through something right now mm-hmm. in a similar way where I think I've opened up 60%, 70% of the way with the person. And just obviously, I'll, I will never name names, but it's not the, an issue with the friend that I have. It's an issue with the partner. And they did something that was a little negative and hurtful toward me and my partner. Mm-hmm. And you know, like I want to be nice and I want to be kind. And I feel like I was truthful enough. And, and then I had an experience lately where there was a very clear piece of evidence that I was not being direct enough because I was only telling 60 or 70% of the time or the truth. He understood it to be, you know, I could just tell that had I gone hundred percent and closed the loop, we'd probably have a better friendship and a stronger relationship right now but I'm avoiding the hard news. Mm. And you know, it's crazy, Amy. And I don't know if this relates with you, maybe into the professional career, but if I was to self-critique myself, as amazing as a lot of things have gone in my career, if I said, Paul, on your worst days, what are some of the 
things that you're least proud of. It said I was notorious for giving compliment sandwiches. Mm. <laughs> Which, you know, to your credit, we were told for a long time that's the way we should do it, right? Right. Yeah, <laughs> I probably was trained in that like a decade or two ago. But yeah, yeah. oh, Amy, you're awesome. Hey, fix this. But you know, we love you. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, all right. So that's a little bit about friendships. And I mean, is there anything else as far as just how have you been intentional or maybe what's even a future vision of some positive change as far as like, how do you make sure that you're surrounding yourself with the right energy, the right people? Like, just talk to us about your approach on who you surround yourself with, whether it's optimized right now, or maybe you have a vision for a better tomorrow. Hmm. Well, back to what we said before, those people in your life who are willing to have those uncomfortable conversations and still love you and still want to invest in the relationship, you know, keep those people around for sure. And then also people who are going to stretch you. I'm, I'm producing this mm. women's conference on January 20th and it's so uncomfortable. I do not like posting on social media. I don't like asking people for sponsorships and please buy a ticket and come to my event. But last summer I was thinking about, do I do number two or do I not do it? And I realized it's really good for me to be uncomfortable. It's mm. good to do things that are hard. And a lot of our life is about how do I make this easier? You know, how do we get rid of that pain point? And I intentionally signed myself up to do something uncomfortable. And it's been interesting because just that decision has attracted a lot of really positive people in my life, new friends and older friends coming back around and people are encouraging me and wanting on like genuinely wanting to be helpful. It's been such a great experience to put myself out there and notice that it's attracting the kind of people around me that I want to be more like. So I think just being aware, you know, being aware of who fills up your cup, who and what sucks the energy out of you. And, you know, like if one of our speakers in January is an expert on finances, you know, that's an area that a lot of us worry about, right? We worry about our finances yeah. if, we're, if we're saving enough and, and spending in the right ways. You know, are we doing this all right? But if, you, if that's an area that you want to get better at, then you got to go hang out with those people who have it down or the people you look up to in that area and hope that they're going to rub off on you a little bit. I think we need to do that in the gym and in the office and, you know, everywhere else that we are, find the people who have that thing down better than you, the people with the wisdom that are willing to share. Mm. So in just a minute, I'm going to come back to the iFlourish conference because I want you to share with our audience, where can we find it, follow it, and really hopefully attend it and all of that. But I, I do want to double click on one quick thing you said, because I think a very common saying is, you are who you surround yourself with. And I recently heard a fellow thought leader, Ed Milet, he was talking on his podcast about, think of it like a temperature gauge. And so let's say that your temperature is an 82. And if you're hanging out with 70s and 60s and 50s, inevitably, you're going to cool off. So maybe you get a little more negative or cynical. You lose some hope. You lose some optimism. You lose belief. You don't stretch yourself to use one of your pieces, right? You're just staying comfortable, but you're mm -hmm. not going to grow versus if you're an 82 and you surround yourself with an 88 and a 94 and a 97 and a 91, all of a sudden your temperature starts to rise. And eventually the positive outcomes of success and all these things come out, 
but immediately you feel challenged, stimulated, like you're growing. And then that gives you joy. So now you're happier, you're more fulfilled. So it's kind of this, but I think this is a cool, I'm going to challenge Win Monday Nation here. If you were to give yourself a temperature score and then give a temperature score to the five people that you hang out with most often, whether you live with them, you hang out with them, you work with them, what are their scores? And just let's leave that there. I'm going to come back with a Paul's take right after this conversation a week later. You know how we roll over here, but I am going to come back to that. So Amy, I flourish. Tell us you've touched on it and it sounds amazing. Tell us more about it and where can we find it? Where can we follow it? Sure. Thank you for asking. I'll tell you, it started probably seven years ago. I was standing in my bedroom and I just had a moment where this thought struck me. I only feel happy if I've had two glasses of wine. And, Mm. you know, I had, my husband was still there. He hadn't left. And I had two healthy kids. I had a job. We live in this beautiful town. My life looks great on paper. And that is, I don't want to live like this anymore. I don't want to only be happy if I'm, you know, slightly buzzed. So that was kind of the beginning of me. I definitely am still on this journey, but that was the start of me realizing I have to do something because I don't want to keep going down this path. So I started with Sean Aker's book, uh, The Happiness Advantage, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and connected with Simon T. Bailey. I was very lucky that I was, you know, in the world of booking motivational speakers, Ryan Campbell, and he's a big one on prioritizing joy. So I just started, instead of just working at my job, I started consuming the content that I was dealing with every day at my job in the hopes that things would start to rub off on me. So fast forward a few years, you know, I kept waiting around for someone else to produce a great women's event in Santa Barbara. And I had a moment where I was actually with two women. One is an expert on food and she's a dietitian. She's an expert on intuitive eating. And someone is an expert on body image and having a better relationship with your body. And again, I just had a moment where it struck me, I guess I just have to do it because there's these women in my life that over the last few years, I've been purposefully spending more time with because they're experts in areas that I struggle with. And so, you know, I put this event together and this coming January on the January 20th here in Santa Barbara will be the second one, but it's about being together. The day is very much about learning from and with the people around you as well as from our experts, but we've got experts on food, body image, finances, and connection, human connection, which again, I think something that adult adult women, especially, we, we can fill our day up with the work and the job and the house and not have any time left for ourselves. And we need connection. In order to flourish, we need healthy relationships with the people around us, with our own bodies, with our food, and the way that we spend our money and save our money, we want it to be reflective of the values that we have in our lives. You know, when was the last time that you looked at your credit card and thought, are these expenses, you know, a reflection of the things that I value in my life or not? Mm. You know, mm. yes or no. And what do I need to do to keep going down the right path to be intentional so that I'm healthy in every, every area of my life? Oh, so good. So good. What's the website? Where can folks uh, tap into it and attend? It's on Ticket Taylor. Can we put it in the show notes? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's put it in the show notes. It's going to be in the show notes. And yeah, Amy, anything else you want to share on it? But yes, for sure, it's in the show notes. Awesome. 
And I'm sorry you can't come. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Women yeah. only. <laughs> and, and if and if Myra didn't have a one month old at home, like yeah, but hopefully, hey, here's my personal challenge to you. In the spirit of better decisions, faster. Head plus heart equals hands. If your head and heart are a green light to do a third year of eye flourish. Mm. Well, then Myra Epstein is in. So, so, you know, I I just got to put that out there. Good energy toward you and the amazing women that you're going to be surrounding yourself with at this event. But here's what's really cool about what many cool things about what you just said. But even in our pre-chat, Amy, we were talking about, all right, we're going to jam today on relationships. You had this really cool transformational experience with your husband and then we talked a little bit about friendships, but you're making me rethink that relationships don't stop with just people. Mm, no, absolutely not. You're making me realize, and hopefully for Win Monday, just tune in right here, right now. Like, listen to, like, this is a big breakthrough moment I personally was having as I was listening to Amy. We have a relationship with our work. We have a relationship in Amy's case. She just said for better or worse with things, substances like alcohol, you have a relationship with it. Yes. People, you have a relationship with money Mm -hmm. and I could keep going, but you have tangible and intangible relationships. So that that's really powerful, Amy. I, I think that's for me personally, that's a breakthrough because I'll tell you, I think I've had amazing relationships over my life and career with people. If I could probably describe my most negative relationships, maybe it's been outside of people. Mm-hmm. And I think we don't even think about it. Yeah. We do, or we don't realize, like it's not even conscious huh. that there's this area of your life that is causing you a ton of stress and you don't even think about what could I do to actually make that better? Yeah. Hmm. This is this is a silly example, but my husband and I enjoy cooking if the conditions are perfect. You know, the kids are at <laughs> grandma's for the whole weekend and the house is clean and there's no Niners game on. You know, <laughs> once in a while it's we enjoy doing that together, but the conditions are never perfect. And so almost two years ago now, I found a friend's friend who I had never met, who, you know, had two little kids who were starting to go to school and she needed a little side gig and she loved to cook. And so we hired her. It's one of our most expensive items, you know, in our monthly budget, but it has changed our relationship to food and meal planning and just that grind of getting through the week. So that's one silly little example, but it has literally changed our week because on Monday I come home from the office and the kids need to be fed and dinner is ready. And Mm. we spend less time arguing about who's going to the store and, you know, do we do the Instacart or are you, do you have the energy to go? And then what are we going to make? And then we're going to make it and the kids aren't going to eat it. We just eliminated a whole bunch of decisions and time and energy from our work week and the school week. And it's it now dinner is a more positive experience. It's not a perfect every night, of course, but Jim and I are just in such a better place every afternoon around five o'clock. You know, they say the wishing hour is for babies, but no, it's for all of us. We all go through that afternoon lull of okay, you know, the day's not done yet, but I'm totally out of energy and I can't clock in for the night, you know, unless I don't have children yet or 
you know, and have my workout already done and have all the chores needed for tomorrow done. Most of us, you know, at five o'clock, we're not, we're not done yet, but we're spent. So noticing what those relationships are that are causing you stress (laughs) or duress, and then thinking, what's the one thing I could do, you know, to just take that load off a little bit. Mm. Yeah. And I'm thinking to make this as tangible and actionable as possible for everyone listening in. You shined a light earlier on taking a look at your calendar and really understanding like, is where I'm spending my time and are those my priorities and what are my relationships there? I also would say like, okay, whether it's on the calendar or not, just doing an honest audit of Mm -hmm. how you are investing your time. Because Amy, I don't know if you've crunched these numbers. It's kind of crazy. And as we come down the home stretch of our combo here, but did you realize I, I did this for a consulting client of mine and now I've started integrated into a lot of speeches. So the average US adult will work over a hundred thousand hours over the course of their career. Mm. It's the kind biggest of chunk of right? well, unless you love well, what you do. <laughs> well there you go. No, but that's okay. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's where we're going. The number is largely non-negotiable. But what we choose to do with the number is negotiable. Right. Because there's two buckets of people. The smaller, unfortunate bucket, which I'm on a mission to make this the majority instead of the minority, are the people that get fueled and energized by the number. Mm. That's the winning Monday spirit. But then the majority, and again, I hope one day it's the minority, is, uh, and it's Mm -hmm. the energy depleter. And so one group has purpose with work. The other group doesn't feel purpose with work. And so, you know, I I just shine a light on that to say that, like, I think time is one of the greatest currencies that we have. Mm -hmm. And if we can audit where we spend our time and with who and with what substances and with what, all the things, all the things, what are our daily habits and rituals for better or worse? That's really like, I'm going to remember this conversation for the rest of my life, Amy, because you've really shined a light on this that like, relationships go beyond people. Mm-hmm. And if we tie our relationships to our time, that can be an amazing needle mover for a lot of us to, to have holistic health, bigger mm-hmm. than just physical health. I think there's a lot of mental and emotional and maybe for some people spiritual. Like, I just think this is a holistic health play that you've really shined a light mm-hmm. on. Well, thank you. Yeah. I'm so glad. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Love the spirit of Win Monday? Then join the Win Monday community, an elite tribe of like-minded and like-hearted people just like you and I, on a mission to get 1% better every day with unshakable confidence. For Win Monday gear, motivation, and exclusive content just for you, you can find it all at paulepsteinspeaks.com. In the main nav bar, click on community. paulepsteinspeaks.com, main nav bar, hit community. With that, welcome in and let's get back to the show. Amy, for those in the Win Monday community, I know you told us about iFlourish. We'll show it in the show notes. Any other place for you personally that you would like to invite our community to follow along for the Amy Eddy journey? I'm on LinkedIn quite a bit. So find me there. And yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see, you know, what this next season is going to look like and not 
throwing in the towel and just waiting till January, but how do we end the year strong mm. and keep pushing, keep getting uncomfortable and trusting that it's going to be better on the other side? Yes. Amy, have you and I talked about separation season? No. Okay. You want to know what it is? Yes. Tell me. <laughs> okay. Well, for one, it ties to every Monday because a lot of folks kind of, they're not optimized for Monday, right? So, but here's where the lesson came from. November, December, as we're recording this right now, a lot of folks, you know, oh, it's holidays. And like, and then we tell, we say, oh, Gen 1, I'm back on the saddle. It, you know, right. darn well, it's going to be mid-January by the time that you're back in it. And like for right. some people, maybe even more. Anywho, I'm not one of those 10X, 10X guys. Like that's just not how I'm wired. But I am about like just, you are who you are in the unseen hours. So when November, December, when everybody around you takes their foot off the gas pedal, I'm not the one that's going to tell you to work harder. I'm going to be the one that tells you to be consistent. Mm -hmm. In other words, what were you doing in March? What were you doing in October? Do that in November, mm -hmm. December, mm -hmm. and you will separate. Not just separate from others, but separate from yourself. You're better tomorrow than today, better today than yesterday. That is the payoff of committing to separation season. So that's my respectful invitation to win Monday is make November, December your separation season. I love that. That's a great reminder and a great perspective. Yeah. So last question for you. Okay. In the spirit of winning Monday, we're all about win one day, one decision, one action at a time. If you could leave us with one insight, one tip, one tactic that you say, win Monday, if you could do this one thing this coming week, you will have a winning week. Put your phone down and go on a walk for 10 minutes. We learned, I learned from JP Paulo Fry and one of my keynote speakers, Jenny Schatzel from iFlourish, mood follows movement and a 10 minute walk around the block or even around the kitchen if you can't get outside can reset your focus and your energy for the next couple of hours. So when you get, when I get into that mode of like, I can feel myself just slowing down and being less and less efficient with my focus and my energy. If I get up and move and come back to it, it's a whole new game, you know, for the next several hours. Those are my best days. Those are the days when I feel like, yep, I won. It wasn't because I run, ran out of energy. It was, I knew how to recharge. Hmm. All right, Win Monday, you heard it here first. If you want a better mood on a Monday, a Monday mood, then movement is going to be what inspires it and creates it. Amy, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much for being on the Win Monday podcast. The feeling is totally mutual. I can't wait to have a custom Stella with you. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. I heard in a movie there was this Stella. Every time that I order a Stella, the right bartenders are like, yes, dude. And I'm like, I know what movies you watch. So anywho, all right. Win Monday, bear hugs. Amy, over to you in Santa Barbara, bear hugs. And we'll see you on the other side. Awesome. Thanks so much. Another fire episode of the Win Monday podcast is in the books. If you gain value from today's conversation, don't forget to subscribe and share it as we grow our Win Monday nation together. Until the next time, let the rest of the world fantasize about Friday. You and I, we choose to win Monday. Monday.